course. I'm not just saying this because you dudes are here. Dude, y'all have a great podcast here. This thing's going to take, it's going to continue to take off. Hi, this is Sean Clench, the host of Stories Inside the Man Cave podcast. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener and a loyal viewer of each of our episodes. And be sure to follow us on each of our social media platforms, that being our Facebook page, Twitter handle, and on Instagram. And a huge shout out. As we continue to grow, we are gaining sponsors and partners, beginning with Jim Saxton State Farm Insurance Agency in Austin and Cosmic Coffee and Beer Garden on the south side of Austin. As for the partners, our community now, be sure to follow their platforms on Facebook and our latest and newest partner, that being Farmhouse Delivery in Austin, Texas. As for the next episode, let's ride. Wake your ass up or take a damn nap. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. It's time. I mean, Sean, you were twerking. That's going to happen. <laughs> Murph, don't be a dick all your life. This is uh, one, of, one of the more fun podcasts I've ever done. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you're not talking about sports in the man cave, you... No, I bet not. You're not a man. That's it. Hey, Trojan family. This is uh, Coach Lincoln Raleigh. I'm so thrilled to be here, be your head coach. It's great to be here in beautiful uh, Los Angeles. Cannot wait to get started and uh, to join all you guys to building this program. That's uh, what we all know it can be. So can't wait to get started. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, Don. Barry Trammell, that's just weird. I, I don't even know what to think of that. Is that a dream or is this really happening? It is a Twilight Zone episode. You know, Lincoln Riley and, and USC sort of up to turn upside down college football. And of course, you know, it's sometimes you think you're living in a bubble. You think you're living in a vacuum. You think you're the only one going through something, but by Monday night, LSU hires Brian Kelly of Notre Dame, which is just as stunning. Wow. So, um, it's, it, this is not a, this is not some sort of systematic problem in Oklahoma or USC or whatever. This is a national thing. Um, we keep hearing no money, no money, no money. COVID cut the deficit. You got to go to the SEC to make more money. But the truth is, everybody's gone crazy, and uh, the sport is sort of off the rails. And um, it's just sort of the, the the this coaching carousel that has gone, uh, you know, crazy is is just a symptom of the problem. One hundred percent, and. Barry Trammell uh, was one of the journalists who I, I had heard about and had the pleasure of getting to know when my six years in Oklahoma City media. He is, by the way, a member of the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. So that is quite an accomplishment, a resume builder. And, and just in case you were not aware, Barry Trammell, this episode brought to you by Farmhouse Delivery. It's here in Austin. Um, they source up, uh, how can I say this? Organic produce and organic meats grown here in the great state of Texas, just south of the Red River. And for anyone interested, go to farmhousedelivery.com. But be sure to use the promo code MANCAVE for 20% off your first order. That's your Christmas gift from me to you, Barry Trammell. I'm going to order some organic produce and meats. And I personally am thinking about shipping it to your doorstep. 
Well, that sounds interesting. I might just throw it on the grill and see what happens. I think that would be a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Merry Christmas. See if they cook up. <laughs> hey, when you look at this, Bob Stoots back, most loyal guy to that program, and then next to Barry Switzer. And you just mentioned that this is college football right now. This is the landscape of college football. And you can never prepare a fan base for the emotions. How do you sum up the emotions that this, the, the state of Oklahoma, that you have been in tune with? How do you describe all the emotions that, because uh, Oklahoma State fans are riding high right now and this close maybe to a college football playoff appearance? It's it is a crazy time for an OU fan in terms of um, coming off a, a bitter defeat in Bedlam, which knocks you out of the Big Twelve title game, which ends your college football playoff hopes, which came at the end of a bewildering season with such sky high hopes. Everybody across the country were saying, you know, not just Sooner fans. Everybody saying, hey, this is Oklahoma's year to finally challenge in the playoff. And instead, it was the worst Oklahoma team in, in seven years. Um, they scratched their way to, to a 10-2 and two season, but, you know, everybody took them to the wire. Tulane, Kansas, um, you know, all kinds of people. And it's just, it just a strange, strange season. And it finally ends. And 14 hours later, Lincoln Riley's the head coach at Southern Cal. So, uh it's the seven stages of grief or five or 14. I don't know how many stages of grief there are. Ever how many stages of grief there are. That's what OU fans are going through. But I think they are starting to realize pretty quickly that, you know what, uh, Lincoln Riley didn't invent Oklahoma football. He did not put Oklahoma football on the map. Oklahoma football put Lincoln Riley on the map. So there's going to be life after Lincoln Riley. Now, the key is in, in this transfer this transfer portal age, the key is keeping the roster mostly intact. So everybody's worried about the recruiting class, you know, the early signing of December, and that's important. But keeping your guys on campus is the most important thing. So Bob Stoops will help stabilize that boat. New coach will get in here within a week or so. You know, try to keep the band together. If Caleb Williams retains, stays on, which indications are he might. Oklahoma's going to have a great quarterback. He's young. He made a lot of mistakes in, in 2021, but he's clearly a budding star. Right. I so, agree. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the future is not dim. Uh, Bob Stoops pointed it out on Monday. He said, let me tell you what. i tell you what destitute looks like. Destitute looks like when I took over. That's what Bob <laughs> Stoops said. Five straight non-winning seasons. Um, no bowl games. Uh, four straight years and no bowl games. Uh, sort of a, a dispirited fan base. A uh, a dispirited roster. And of course, Stoops worked magic to get it going so quickly, but um, OU football's in good shape. Now they are going to the SEC here in a year or two or three, whenever it is. It'd been nice to have the stability of the same coaching staff, Lincoln Riley, all that stuff, but that's not going to happen. So they're going to have to, you know, gird up and, 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 and just uh, buckle up and say, listen, we, we got to do it. Heck, maybe it works out. Maybe they hire a coach who changes the Sooners' uh, mentality, the uh, the persona. Maybe they get a little, uh, a little grittier, a little tougher, a little uh, meaner, a little bulkier. Maybe they, maybe they end up with a with a uh, an identity that's more suited for the SEC. I don't know. Well, uh, you never know what's down the road. But I know this: 
Oklahoma football for basically 110 years has uh, has been uh, pretty good. Even when it's knocked off its off its moorings, it, it gets back up pretty quick. So I, I wouldn't. Uh, I can promise you this: in uh, in Stillwater and Ames and Manhattan and Lubbock and and Waco in um, Starkville, in Auburn, in two Columbias, there's not anybody shedding any tears for the Oklahoma Sooners. I can promise you that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if you want, dare I say it, destitute or near rock bottom, just drive about six hours to the south, Austin, Texas. And you see a program in which I think the leadership's in the right place finally. I think they have the right staff and they have the right direction, And but there needs to be commitment. But uh, here's a stat that I, I got to throw out at you before we move on to who I, I hope Oklahoma hires and, and get your take on it. Um, from 2010 to this season, Texas has had to win two of their final or been in position where they had to win two of their final three games to become bowl eligible seven times. Oh, great day. That Oklahoma fans are nowhere near that. No, no. I mean, I mean, the Sooners are 10 and two this year. Right. And they lost to two teams that are in the top 10. Uh, one of both on the road, one of them by four points the other night. So it's not, yeah, they, the Sooners are in good shape. Um, they're not in, they're not as, in as good a shape as they were hoping they'd be, or they thought they were. And now they're starting over in terms of leadership with a new coach. But um, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes that happens. So um, you know, there, there, there's you can go through Oklahoma history and see the most similar thing to this is when Chuck Fairbanks left in 1972. Um, he didn't get off to the start or to, or to the the first few years start that Lincoln Riley did. But Chuck Fairbanks, he coached six years. His last two years, OU finished number two in the nation. And then he took the New England Patriots job. And right, people, thought, people thought, what's, what's going to happen? Well, here's what happened. They hired Barry Switzer and, you know, you know they had 16 years of unbelievable football. That's what happened. So, you know, let's not – yeah, it's it, it. There's a lot of problems in college football, and Oklahoma's got some. Um, but most, uh, you know, 98 percent of college football programs, and I may be low on that. We'd have to do the math. Would trade places with Oklahoma right now. So Lincoln, because I, I believe Southern Cal, since it is a private institution, we have no idea truly the financial package and benefits, but. What's your thoughts on Bob's former defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator, co-head coach, who's now Dabo Sweeney's right-hand guy in Clemson? What are your thoughts about him being not only a legit prospect, but him actually succeeding Lincoln Riley? I think there's a good chance of that. I don't have any inside information yet. I do think he'd be on the short list. The only thing he, – he's a natural. The only thing that's – sort of holding anybody back is why hasn't Brent Venables jumped at a job already? He's been mentioned prominently uh, really for 20 years. You know, he's <laughs> 50 years old and 
he's eternally young to Oklahomans because he got here when he was 29 <laughs> and coached whatever it was, 12 years or, yeah, 12 years. And um, he, I guess he got to Norman when he's 28. Coached 12 years, been gone 10. We still think of him as this youthful guy that runs around yelling, and he maybe still yells. I don't know. But a bunch of kids, little little his family at practice, a bunch of little kids running around. When I turn on the TV and see Clemson playing football, and they got a couple of linebackers named Venables out there knocking people's heads off, I say, wait, wait, that can't be Brent's boys. But it is. He's, you know, he's 50 years old. He's been literally in the spotlight for 20-something years. Uh, Kansas State's come after him twice to be their coach. He rebuffs. He 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 has rebuffed head coaching jobs. I don't know why. Um, and hmm. whatever that reason is, would be the only reason that would make me think he might not be the next Oklahoma coach, or the number one reason why he might right. not be the Oklahoma coach. Um, so, uh, but it, but if he's willing to be a head coach, this is the best job he'll ever get offered. I can promise you that. Um, so I think he's a viable candidate. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. I, I, I just think not knowing, you know, I only got to know him through my time there with you guys in the media. Um, didn't really get to know him much deeper than right below the surface maybe, but uh, I had a ton of respect for him still do. Um, before we close things out, I, 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 you mentioned it at the top of this episode, the, ridiculous salaries brian kelly reportedly 15 million dollars per year to go to lsu i mean that bodes the question is there a ceiling to these modern day college football coaches salaries and how because you know the perception that exists to the academia world yeah there's no there's no ceiling uh, the only thing that's going to stop it is a crash of the entire economic system of college sports. That'll right. stop it. It'll stop a lot of things. But um, no, it's gone. It's gone crazy, and it it's part of American society. This is not just literal. It's literally the the the, uh, the uh, cult of personality is what it is. This idea that this one person can save us. This one person can fix us. This one person is the answer to all our problems. That's not that's not a football problem. That's a that's a mainstream everything problem. And so t- so schools are willing to pay anything to 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 keep these guys. And, and um, you know the, the savvy schools don't pay as much to start. Oklahoma, you know, never hires a head coach or has has once in eighty five years. They've always hired assistants. That means they pay, you know, more moderate salaries to start with. Now, you know, within a couple of years, they all get caught up, and you yeah. know, it's, it's crazy. But um, at some point, it'll all come crash, crashing down. Um, but it's it's not going to the the market's not going to the market's not going to bring any salaries down because people just believe in this cult of personality. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point because. You know, I don't know if you saw it. There was a special on, uh, I think it was ESPN, about a month, three or four weeks ago. Uh, had the top ten schools who have produced or have the most buyouts that they owed coaches they fired. And Texas, number three in the last really? 10 or 15 years. Who's, who's uh, one and two? 
I'm trying to remember. I, I, I for some reason I thought I saw Georgia, but that couldn't be right. Couldn't well, be right at all. I wouldn't think so because Mark Rick was there so long. The way you build up all that buyout obligation is multiple coaches. You know, OU back in '99 was paying three coaches and then hired Bob Stoops. Um, so Georgia's only had the one coach. Cha- one coaching change in, yeah. in almost 20 years. So I wouldn't think it'd be Georgia. And USC, USC's had a bunch. Tremendous amount. Uh, maybe that's it. Uh, although they probably got by without paying Sarkeesian, probably got for cause on that deal. So I don't know. Um, but it's 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 nuts. And, and Texas is, you know, Texas is in, in the boat of, of trying to find that right guy. And uh, they keep thinking they do. And you know, personally, I thought Tom Herman was doing a pretty good job. Now, I don't know what, you know, literally 5 million people in Texas know more about this than I do. But from an outsider, he looked like he was doing a good job. I guess he wasn't real popular with people. I don't know. Um, he's a little bit of an odd personality. Right. But I thought his product was pretty good. I, they, they were getting better. They were clearly better than what they'd been in, the, you know, the half a decade before he got there. Um but now you start over with Sarkeesian. Really don't have a quarterback. He's a quarterback guru. But if you don't have a quarterback, gurus don't help you. So, um, you know, they, so they have a disappointing season. We'll see what happens next year. But um, here's a good one for you. As we sit here now, now I, I actually hadn't been on the wire here in about 45 minutes. So I have no That's idea what's time. happened. I have no idea what's happened. But as we're sitting here today, Steve Sarkeesian, who's been on the job exactly 11 months, is the sixth ranking Big 12 coach in tenure. He's moving up fast on the longest tenured coaches in the Big 12. TCU, TCU, gone. Tech, gone. OU, gone. Uh, Who am I leaving out? Uh, uh, Let's see. uh, Now, are we counting in the new programs yet? No, no, no. Oh, Texas Tech. Texas. Tech. Oh, Kansas, 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 Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Tech, 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 TCU, Kansas, OU. So, Sark's up to number six on the longevity. So, stability has stability has arrived in Austin, Texas. One more year, he'll be the dean, but they would have to unseat Mike Gundy. Yeah, then uh, you know, when when Gary Patter when Gary Patterson gets fired in midseason at TCU, you know something's up in college football. You know that's something swirling around the, the whole industry. Uh, when guys get fired from a job in which they walk past their own statue to go to, yeah. to go to work. So it's, it's an odd situation. That is, that was terrible. That was by far one of the, you let the man finish out the season. He, 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 he made that program. Yeah. Now it, it, apparently from what I heard, they asked him to stay to finish out the season. He didn't want to sort of got up, you know, some umbrage, but if he can get fired, if Gary Patterson can get fired, anybody can get fired. And that's why, I, you know, I don't really begrudge too much these coaches for yeah. jumping. I mean, there's no loyalty anywhere. If you want honor in college athletics, you need to focus on the court and on the field of play. The athletes are the last, the last vestiges of honor. You're not going to find it from administration. You're not going to find it from coaches. You're going to have to settle for the players. Hey, and, and that's Sage, that is the the pearls of wisdom 
that I was used to whenever hanging out with the Barry Trammell when I actually lived in the OKC Metro, and that's what will forever I will remember you by. And that's what uh, stories inside the man case listeners are benefiting from today. Um, have to close it out, Barry. I got to tell you that uh, one thing that you just said, I don't think that's just college athletics. That I mean, the players mean the most, and you kind of alluded to it. That's the real world in our society. No one's loyal. No one. Uh, you know, there are some There are some that are loyal. There are people that are loyal. Correct, correct. But not that many. And nobody is loyal because they say they're loyal. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody says they're loyal, don't listen to them. Loyalty is shown, it is not spoken. So, you know, here in Norman, here's an example of loyalty. Bob Stoop sitting on that podium yesterday. Then I'll do whatever I can. Whatever I'll do can help. You know, Notre Dame came after him. Florida came after him multiple times. The Cleveland Browns came after him. He ended up staying 18 years as the coach. And guess what? When he left, he didn't go live on the beach. He didn't go live in a condo in, in Midtown uh, Chicago where he, where he had one. <laughs> he stayed in Norman. His kids kept going to school here. One of them's playing football at OU. He goes and works for Fox and he yells, you know, boomer and Texas sucks. I mean, he's, he's, if you don't like, that's loyalty. That, I mean, I, I guess you, you got to see it over 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Some coach signing a contract and saying, Hey, I'm loyal to this place. They gave me a chance. You're not loyal to Let me see you. Let's check your whole card here in about 12 years. See if you're loyal. <laughs> that is the honest to God truth. That that kind of changed my perspective on things. Bob Stoops is definitely a modern day example of what loyalty looks like, without a doubt. We'll see how long Lincoln is loyal to USC. I'll say five years. <laughs> uh, my guess, Lincoln Riley is the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers in twenty twenty four. That's my guess. Wow, you heard it here first. So that so you think there was a another motive. Toward the move to not necessarily, not necessarily, because I think Lincoln could go coach in the NFL if he wanted to right yeah. now. But if he gets out there and likes it, now I don't know if he's going to like it. He's from Mule Shoe, Texas. He's going to Los Angeles. I don't understand that one. But um, but if he gets out there and likes it, and USC goes six and six and eight and four, he might think, you know what? Maybe I'll just go go coach Justin Herbert for the next ten years <laughs> instead of trying to teach these high school kids how to throw. Maybe that's what I'll do. It's a far cry. It's a little bit different, faster-paced living than the great community of Mule Shoe, Texas, in the Panhandle on the plains. <laughs> never been. Never been. Been to the Panhandle. Yeah. Never been to Mule Shoe. I've driven right through it. Have you it, really? It took uh, 83 seconds. Well, that'd be cool, Beans. Well, a rough, give or take two or three. I probably should have stopped. And, and checked out the field in which Lincoln Riley uh, ran up and down. Well, I, I don't know about that, but you should definitely should have stopped at the Dairy Queen. You got you know the Texas stop sign. That's where that's where you should have stopped. Get yourself a blizzard. Get a blizzard upside down. But yeah, I just want to let you guys know. You in the state of Oklahoma spoiled me with Brahms. That's all I got to say. I can't do anyone else anymore. I cannot go to any other ice cream place 
People love Brahms, man. They love Brahms. They're spreading to Texas a little bit. They're in North Texas some. There's like a four-hour circumference yeah. that they're, yeah, they, they, they're they, they want. They want their trucks to be able to go and come back in one day. That's the <laughs> that's the deal. So um, I guess they sent them down to North Dallas or someplace. I, I think know. that's what it is. And there's one in Hillsboro that you know we all see. Oh yeah, that's right. So down down there between Waco and, and uh, down where, where the where the two thirty five meet. That's right. Yeah. But there is a place here. Next time you're in Austin, Amy's Ice Cream. Amy's Ice Cream. The Mexican Vanilla. It's been around since uh, from the days I had hair. Oh well, a oh, great day. High school. That was a while. It was a while. Barry. It's been fun, my friend, and uh, we're going to have to have you on again just to tell your story and your path to becoming a Hall of Famer. Next well, time. I'll do it. I got I got to correct you on one thing, Sean. Um, I am not yet in the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. I was inducted into the Oklahoma Journalism Hall of Fame. Oh, Journalism Hall of journalism Fame. Journalism Hall of Fame. I have waged, I don't know, you know, spent countless hours and in, in financial uh, resources trying to get myself into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame, but so far it hadn't worked. But uh, you know, maybe someday, uh, maybe someday I'll get in. I'll get a I'll, new campaign manager. I want to do, I, yeah, I want to represent you and on that that campaign to put you in, and I'll be up there at the Cowboys Sports Hall of Fame, and I think that's where it takes place, right? Uh, it has the last couple of years. Before that, we went down to the casino for several years. Woo! Um, the river wind. Um, not quite as classy of a place as the, as the Cowboy Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's a great place for everyone watching or listening. Next time you're in Oklahoma City, uh, visit the Cowboy Sports Hall of Fame. It's off of Western, right? It's at, right? Uh, no, no, it's at uh, Eastern. 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 Yeah, Eastern. You had it right except for opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything was right except opposite. <laughs> I-44 and Eastern and uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard yeah. and Eastern are the same one, and I don't know which they call it right there. But, uh, yeah, that's where it is. It's great. It's a great uh, Western Heritage Museum. Oh, it's phenomenal. Very classy. Well done. And it's uh, a good collection of before statehood and, before, and while the, the West was the Wild West, so to speak, and, and, and what it was like in this part of the country up to Oklahoma and the Plains. Barry, um, I, I've enjoyed this and I appreciate your insightful knowledge on the situation that everyone I think has interest in. And for the OG Man Cave boys, that being Big Mike, Coach Mo, and Harbaugh Harge. And the Oklahoma sports writing legend himself, Barry Trammell. We are out. You see the drippy, I'm fitted up. I'm in my car in a giddy up. Man, that was fun.